Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Welcome back to Paper Route. I love what our producer said in our production meeting uh, on this beautiful Baby Friday. A baby JP said that. Yes. That's a new one. It's Baby so, Junior. Um, Friday Junior. Friday, Friday Junior. Junior. I love it. So we <laughs> have Ashley Friday, Nicole yeah. Moss um, in studio, Corey in the cut in studio. And we also nice. have a, a, a new uh, element to the show that we want to try. And we may have some technical difficulties, but guess what, Ashley? It's YouTube, right? So you can make mistakes. We're not on linear television, right? We can try things, and there's going to be forgiveness from our audience and our fans. So we hope. So we have BC, our producer. He may chime in today. So we put a little camera in there. It might be a little shaky, a little light, right? Might okay. have some. There, look at this. Oh! <laughs> Okay, y'all got it done. Woo, great job setting this up. Corey, we got an amazing show today. There's a lot of basketball. There's F1 weekend. There's a little bit of football. But, hell, it's hard to talk football right now. People are making up stories right now with football. This is the worst time to be on television and talk about football. Um, It's also May the 4th. So may the 4th be with you and with you and with all of you. Um, Do you know what that means? Yeah, I heard it on a production call. What does it mean? Um, it's the Star Wars thing. Yes, it's May the 4th. As you know, may the force be with you. It's May the 4th. I also want to wish a very happy birthday to one of my good friends, Victor Oladipo. Today's his birthday, mm, 31st. Wow. Happy birthday, Vic. Um, yeah. And Manderville's birthday Manderville, today, director. too. Happy birthday, Manderlegend. Shout out, Manderville. <laughs> it is a cool... <laughs> listen, if you're born on May the 4th, that's a pretty cool birthday. So that is pretty May nice the thing. 4th be with you y'all. What, are... what, what side would you be on? Would you be a, a Jedi... Or would you be on the other side? I'm always, I'm the good guy. Okay, so you're a Jedi? Yeah. Yeah. I I haven't really watched Star Wars. Obi-Wan? I haven't watched Star Wars. I used to watch it. It, Was it Star Wars? Like when, you know, when we were kids, y'all were too, y'all too young for this. But where it's like 12 at night, one in the morning, Star Wars used to come on. Is that Star Wars? I feel like a Star Trek. Probably Star, Star Trek. Trek. Star oh, Trek. there's can a you, difference. Can, are you a, yeah. Is there a difference? Well, there's a huge yeah, difference a between difference. Star Trek and Star Wars. My dad's a Trekkie. Yeah, he, I'm a Trekkie then. Oh, Trekkie. Trekkie. That, a Trek, can that. you do it? No. Oh, this uh, this thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. the sign of a Trekkie. Yeah, he yeah. can do it. 
can't, I can't do it on my right. I can't do that. Corey, can you nah, do it? Yeah, look. It's, yeah. What? That's pretty, I'm the only one who can't do it. I, can I cannot left, do it. Do it I can't right. do it. You're afflicted. I, I can't do it. I can't do That's it. Interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, all right, we're going to um, get into the show. What's up? You, before, gonna, before you get into the yeah, show, no, I do want to say this. Ashley, you're a movie buff. We're learning a lot about each other. Yeah. Um, since we've launched Paper Route. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever thought about being like a movie critic? No, but when I was a kid, I used to do like a lot of auditions and stuff, and I was actually in a movie. Really? Yeah, I didn't have like That's a speaking tough. part because I was too. So I was in a movie with the late great Robin Williams when I was probably what? in middle school, and I had auditioned for like an actual <sighs> right. part. But Freddie Highmore, who's also in the movie, who if you ever saw like the remake of uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, he's in that movie. Mm-hmm. At the time, Freddie was super short. And I was really tall. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was too much of a height difference. But, like, the producers and everyone loved me so much. So, I did, like, a background feature role. So, I was on set in the Bronx wow. for a week. I got, got, a, got out of school. And I played, like, this orphaned um, kid that Robin Williams, like, took in. It was a bunch of us. He took in this in an abandoned warehouse. And, like, he would, um, you know, give us money to go hustle and get yeah. pizza and things like that. But it was really cool. It was a really cool experience. And I remember specifically, this is how I knew I loved being in front mm-hmm. of the camera. I remember loving being on set, being out of school. And when the week was over, I got on the train with my mom, the subway, heading back into the city. And I was bawling my eyes out. Like crying hysterically because I was just so in love with like the process and the cameras and Mm -hmm. the takes and the craft services and just everything that was going on. I was so sad when I had to leave it Mm -hmm. and I was hysterically crying. My mom's like, it won't be the last time. It's okay. (laughs) But yeah, it was, um, it was great. Robin Williams was such a nice guy. Did you say the movie? Huh? Did you say the movie yet? The it's August movie? Rush is the name of the movie. August so if you Rush? Ever saw it, yeah, August Rush. So we can I'm tune in. If we watch yeah. it, we'll see I'm definitely you. Yeah, it's it. very quick, but you'll see yeah. a very young Ashley Nicole, bushy hair, running. Right, can you describe the scene? Describe um, the scene. So well, no, this, let's, once you get it, and well, I'll describe the scene. It, I'll describe very loosely. That's what I'm saying. What if so, we miss it? I don't um, we had just finished hustling in the streets, and um, one of the guys made enough money that he was able to get us leftover, like get us pizza. Right. Mm-hmm. So he comes into the abandoned warehouse where we all live and he goes, pizza. And we all start running from these <laughs> different parts of this abandoned warehouse. Okay. And you see me with my bushy curly hair and I'm booking it down the stairs. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it was cute. Now. It was really cute. I was like That's 12, Justin, 13 maybe. Justin, I know you're in LA right now. It's nine o'clock over there. Um, can you clip that? Can you find that scene? Yeah, clip really that funny. and let's. Um, it's actually on it my Instagram. Show. It's not that hard to find. I put the clip oh, on my Instagram. Oh, there yeah. you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. So let's do something with that. Yeah, it's actually really cute. All right. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Corey, what we got? All right, this is what we got. So, yeah, in a recent interview, Cam Newton actually explained why he may not have a job in the NFL. We'll discuss that a little bit later. And then we'll also preview all of the games uh, slated for this weekend. We got Suns versus Nuggets, we got Heat versus Knicks, and tonight we got Lakers versus Warriors. But first, yo, the Celtics handled the 76ers in game two. Like, As I it was, knew they would. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, was, it was bad. The Celtics beat the 76ers by 34 points. The final score was 121 to 87. The series is now even 1-1. So, yeah, MVP, Joel, you know, our MVP, Joel Embiid, he, he uh, wasn't much of a factor. He had 15 points in 26 minutes. James Harden, only 12 points. He had 10 rebounds, but that's obviously following up. Uh, a game where he tied his career playoff high, 45 points, right? But at halftime, right, they were up like, what, 57-49. They had an amazing third quarter. 
the Boston Celtics won that 35 to 16. What happened to Philadelphia in game two, Ashley? Um, wait, before we even start that, there's a really nice comment in here about okay. you, Brandon. I'm uh -oh. going to read it. Oh, wow. Um, Lisa says, Lisa Shepard, I hope I'm getting that last name right, said, tried to meet B. Marsh at the Black Sports Symposium in Atlanta. Didn't happen. Dude is a rock star. Couldn't get to him. The panel he was on was talking about mental health. Mm. And it was amazing. Mm, Lisa, that's Lisa. Lisa. Shout out to Lisa. Lisa. And, listen, I'm so sorry that we couldn't meet. And I tried to, and it was ESPN put this function on. Mm -hmm. And they were just pushing us. It was myself, it was uh, Tyrod Taylor, um, and it was a, it was Kimberly Martin. Mm. It was a nice panel. Then afterwards, it, 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 it was like all the Morehouse students, Spellman, it was nothing but, you know, minority men and women in there that, was, that wanted to learn about sports and entertainment. And afterwards, they wanted to talk to us and just continue the conversation, but they, went and let us stay Aww. it was sad it was sad i know i wanted to stay well he thank tried, you lisa lisa, <laughs> lisa why don't you send us your information um and, and we'll connect we'll send you over some swag when our our new collection comes out here soon i love i love that it's Aww, yeah me it's too. going back to 76ers in boston um i think what happened is what we were concerned was going to happen we were talking about this yesterday james harden did not have the same james harden performance and it was probably more prevalent for him to have a performance like he had in game one because Joel Embiid was coming back. I spoke about this with Stack, with Brandon. You don't know what version of Joel Embiid you're going to get, what percentage rather. And that's to be expected. He's coming off of a major injury or a semi-major injury, mm -hmm. depending on who you ask. Um, he's probably not 100%. I'd be willing to bet he's not 100%. He's not going to be 100% throughout this series. So a lot of the dominant things that he can do, um, you're not going to be able to see him do because he physically just can't get it done. That requires a lot more of James Harden, who to a lot of the bash towards him has been his inconsistency in giving us the performances we saw in game one. He either leans one side to the spectrum to, or to the other, meaning he's either that vintage James Harden mm -hmm. or he's too much a facilitator mm -hmm. and too much on the back burner. And that works if you have a dominant Joel Embiid at 100%. But if you don't, that's problematic, and that's exactly what Boston took advantage of. And also, let's give credit where credit is due. They made substantial, incredible adjustments from game one, go. game two, that went ahead and also secured this win. They showed how deep they really were, mm -hmm. and um, that also is much to their credit. So it's, it's a, it's a two-way two street, a lot of things going on there. Listen, uh, one of the reasons why we created this platform was because, you know, to, to really – uh, tell the other side of the athlete stories, but also hold our guys accountable, right? Like mm -hmm. we we gonna call it how it is. Um, I, I'm saying that that's my disclaimer because I hate what I have to do here, uh -oh. and I'm not gonna go too hard. I'm not gonna go too hard. But Ashley, you said it at the end, right? This came down to coaching and adjustments. Mm -hmm. So why is this hard for me, Doc Rivers? Doc Rivers. This is the same story that we've been seeing in the postseason year after year after year, right? Um, we had Paul Pierce on the show, on a weekly show, and, and we brought up Doc, and, and, and he respect Doc, loves Doc, all the guys do. But he didn't talk about him in a glowing uh, fashion like, oh, my goodness, he 
for sure Hall of Famer. He will be a Hall of Famer, but for sure Hall of Famer, one of the best to do it. Mm -hmm. He has great talent. He is a great communicator. Doc is a great uh, uh, raw guy, like raw, raw guy, energy guy, get people going, raw, motivator. Raw. Motivator is the word that I'm looking for. But when it comes to moments like this, right, like coaching matter, schemes matter. Right. So like I was reading this article on that on the athletic driving in and some of the things that stood out was they pressed the ball from the start. Right. Mm -hmm. So you talk about James Harden. What did they do from the start of the game? Press the ball. Right. Meaning that as soon as Harden got the ball from court from one from sideline to sideline, from inbound to inbound. That's what they did. Right. Slowing up the game. And then what happens when Embiid is on the court and James Harden? They play the pick and roll. That's what they're really good at. <laughs> and so they made an adjustment there. They said that that was their biggest adjustment. Um, and so I'm concerned that Doc Rivers is going to blow this opportunity again. And, and, and it's out of his control. He's just not that guy, right? They don't have that type of coach that can keep up with the adjustments that the Celtics are going to make. And they have the talent. And I said this yesterday, Ashley, right? I'm like, well, I, I kind of like the 76ers because of the energy around this to this team, mm -hmm. right? And I and I highlighted those two situations that kind of went viral with PJ Tucker and his energy and his attitude on the sideline. I think that's a good thing mm -hmm. uh, in these type of moments. Seeing guys press each other, push each other, hold each other accountable. Uh, they didn't cross the line, and then also James Harden's actions after Game One, like it's not done. Um, so I don't blame this. I don't blame James Harden for this. Uh, uh, you know, for this loss, I blame mm. Doc Rivers. I gotta, I, I, it's I, a com it's a combination of things. I think mm. one, first of all, Boston, and we're going to use that word, has a, is a deeper team. They have a lot of weapons oh my that they can use. <laughs> but putting that aside, which I think is obvious if you watch them play, because it doesn't just have to be Tatum and Jalen. You know, you have your sixth man of the year, Marcus Smart, is a dominant player. You have Grant Williams sometimes has dominant game. They just have so many different pieces for so many different aspects of the game, which is beneficial. But more importantly, I'm also concerned, and I wouldn't have made this call. Personally, I wouldn't have had Embiid play that game, last night's game. Why? Because... You're already up 1-0? You're right. already up 1-0, so you already went mm. ahead. Boston needed that game more than Philly did, right? Mm -hmm. You already got the split. Yeah. On top of that, unlike the Phoenix and Nuggets series or the Heat and the Knicks series, these games are every other day. So you don't have the luxury of Joel Embiid playing game two and then having three games rest before game three. Right. They play again on, on Friday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, oh, I'm sorry, on Saturday, right? No, I think they're, I think they're Friday. No, Friday, because yeah, yesterday Friday. was Wednesday, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. They play again on Friday. Uh -huh. That's a big ask of somebody who's coming off of an injury who's already right. not 100%. Yeah. I don't understand the rationale of not giving him additional days of rest when you already don't have the days of rest to give him because of how the series right, con right, yeah. is constructed. That's also a second thing. Two, it, I mean, three for me is, I don't know if the 76ers have enough to combat the fact that Joel Embiid's not going to be 100% in this series. James Harden plays very up and down in terms of don't, what performances don't, don't, we get. And you have Tyrese Maxey, still young. He gets hot in some games. He's not consistently hot. Tobias Harris, I mean, no shade, but let's be honest. It's, it's hard to compete against a Boston team when a big chunk of your offense is already at a disadvantage no. because he's hurt. I, I, I agree, but can't, like, 
Let's not put it on James Harden. I'm putting, right, I'm we not, can't put it on, on, on B. him. There's it's it's a lot Doc of Rivers. moving pieces. It's Doc Rivers. Even on the defensive side, like they made it a point to make the right adjustments on the defensive side. You know, PJ Tucker. When you look at how he played, uh, how he contributed game one, and opposed to game two, they was like beat us, beat us. And you got P.J. Tucker's phenomenal in the locker room. He's phenomenal on the defensive side. I wouldn't say phenomenal, but he's really good. He plays with a lot of energy on the defensive side, but he didn't contribute. And so they made those adjustments, uh, and they put the Philadelphia 76ers in a tough spot. And to me, that goes back to Doc. I'm not going to continue to beat a dead horse. Yeah. Um, but you're just going to let James Harden off the hook? What, tell me what he did. Look, he co- tell me what. Can I Look pose they, this right now? What they said is James Harden is not going to beat us. Yeah, that's what well, they did. That's how they made Look, the adjustment. Can I pose this right now? Yeah. Look, so I think Philly, Philadelphia came into game two thinking, all right, worst case scenario, we split this series before we take the series back to Philadelphia, right? So answer this. Are they playing chess right now, right? Like, did they no. throw Embiid? No, but look, did they throw Embiid out onto the floor just to see what how the the, the Celtics are going to play them? What looks they're going to get when they're trying to feed Embiid? See what like what type of looks Doc uh, Hart strategist like that. I think they be, are. I think it would, I, I, it, it would make sense. It would be absolutely moronic if that's what they were doing. Moronic. New Here's word the, alert. What, what, new what if Joel Embiid is feeling be, better than what we actually think he is? Here's the what thing. If, what if he's in better condition than we think he is? No. Like, you know, Did he look like he was in better condition? Uh, it didn't look like he was in bad condition. Did he look like he was in, in seven games? It looked like he was, he, he was coasting, making, Here, maybe going 70%. Go no, of course. <laughs> Here they go <laughs> like again. Most, the most I, dangerous. What I'm saying is I think we need to see what happens in game three. I think in game three they'll have their game plan. They're going to they're gonna know how the Celtics are going to are gonna face them. And then, jo- then you can really run your offense with both Joel Embiid and Harden on the There's floor. There's absolutely nothing more dangerous in the playoffs than thinking that, <coughs> excuse me, that you can go ahead and flip that switch when you need to. Playing chess and not checkers or whatever the case may be is moronic. Mm-hmm. You cannot just flip a Ashley switch one point. and all of the sudden become a team that another team can't beat mm-hmm. because you're you you have some sort of scheme going on. That's not yeah. how that works. You play every single game like you want to win right. it. Two you points. don't go but into a game saying, mm-hmm. "Oh, we already split the series. We're mm-hmm. not at in Boston. We're not even going to go ahead and really try to play this game because you yeah. know what happens? Anything can happen. And what happens when you go back to Philly and Boston say says, "You know what? We're taking both of these on your home court." Mm-hmm. Then you're down three one. Mm-hmm. You do not play that or game. And if that's no, the I'm, way I'm ready. I'm ready. that Doc Rivers and the Seventy Sixers are playing, it will backfire. And we have seen it happen. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I get messy. Well, she's digging me too deep. No, like she's up. Like that's but, no, but that's no. I, I should have at least one because that's why you play Joel Embiid in Game Two, right? To see how they're playing him. Now Game Two, why would you throw him in? game three and he, he has to start from there it might be too late for him to see how he can he can actually take advantage of the celtics and the looks that they're stuff, giving let me ask you this, let me this ask means you. hold on this is minus one Corey. i don't know what the hell you just let me said. ask what you, you this then, you Corey. They, they, let me right let me ask you this let me ask let me ask how, you this, how does the team know how to play with joel Embiid in game three if they haven't played with him in weeks like they they got to know how to play with joel Embiid on the floor so they're, what they're saying is all right let's go into game two Worst case scenario, we split the series. Joel Embiid's played. He's getting his his legs back underneath him. He's getting he's no. gaining his wind, and we're going to be ready to go game three when we when we bring it back to Philadelphia. Like, getting having your having your player play the game to get his win 
is different than saying, oh, we already split the series. He has to get back in his rhythm, too. He hasn't caught up on jump shots. I know, but what I'm saying is that's drastically different than going into a series and saying, we already split here in Boston. If we win this one, whatever. If we don't, if we win this one, cool. If we we don't, whatever. That's a a dangerous mindset to have because – Let's play this game to using your example. Adjust what if you went ahead? What <laughs> if good. you went ahead and had Joel and B do that with that rationale? Like we already split the series, whatever. If we win, we don't. We're also talking about the MVP here. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. What happens if he gets hurt in that game? In game two, we, if he gets hurt, they know so that they, they can win without your whole Joel and B. Chess, not checkers. Nah, theory. because as, they're the number three seed. They know that they're a good team. But they what if he feeling com- They should be feeling what, confident what if regardless. What injury gets worse because you wanted to go ahead and play chestnut ch- and mind games in the Boston Celtics? Come game on, one, Corey, game one, Corey, they won over. without Joel Embiid. So they're they feeling confident regardless. They won game that's, one that's without Joel Embiid on a, on a vintage performance <laughs> of James Harden, who already showed us in game two. help your boy. What you mean? Call it help. Let's add the new features. The series is going back to Philly. They should be feeling extremely confident. Help your boy. You said that they won game one without Joel Embiid, which they did, but they won game one without Joel Embiid on a vintage anomaly performance from James Harden who has shown us in game two mm-hmm. that that's not something we can expect consistently so what I'm saying to you is you run the risk of Joel Embiid getting more hurt by trying to play mind games they didn't go into game two thinking oh we're gonna trick the Boston Celtics mm, no, no, it wasn't, they it went wasn't in there trick. trying to win they of got course. their ass handed to them yeah. that's not a mind trick I, you I lost know. everybody was pulled before like the, the fourth quarter BC, started, can you please quarter. jump in here and help your boy play to win man you're gonna play to win not that chest check is because anything can happen. Up oh, the volume. Here's I the heard volume. him. No, I heard him too. You heard me? I heard you. I heard him. All right, yeah. so go ahead, BC. What's going he on? He said, here? "Play the win." And, and I think play that's what the win. Sixers that's did. They sat Joel Embiid. I'm gonna fuck. Go ahead, BC. <laughs> you gotta play to win, Corey. You gotta play to win. Oh, he BC, said, you had your moment. <laughs> BC, you doing all that talking <laughs> in a pre-production meeting. Well, no, and then no, no. you come in and you give one little sound by play to win. To defend, what's the, to defend what's the football? He gonna what's um, what's his what name? Head coach I'm thinking of. Um, um, oh, uh, um, Herm Edwards. Yes, what did he say? You play to – no, that wasn't Herm Edwards. That was – Herm Edwards, yeah, you play to win. Right, you yeah. play to win the game. Uh-huh. You, you're not going in there saying, oh, we're going to trick Boston yeah, to think no. that Joel Embiid is really only 60% healthy, but he's actually 90% no. healthy, and we're going to ha-ha them on Friday when they come to Philadelphia. No, you go in there, you try to steal another one because you don't know what happens mm. in the course of a given seven-game series. And Celtic, I mean, the 76ers are already at a disadvantage. Let's be honest, they don't have so, much of a bench. They're not deep like Uh-oh, the Boston here Celtics. Here she go with this death thing. We just, you, hold on, hold on. This who's the deeper this. team? Here we go, here we go, here we go. So, Corey, before we good. move on to the next topic, mm-hmm. I'm going to put 60 seconds on the clock, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you got a running clock. You got 60 seconds <laughs> to yeah. make your point. Because okay. right now, Ashley has – I'm going to give her another point. Three. Okay. And you at, you're I'm at negative two. Negative two? Come on, yes. I thought I had two. I thought you had no, two. No, negative two. Negative that, two? When I put my thumb up and I did that, that means negative. Listen, listen, I can't defend them losing by 34 points. All I'm saying is I think the 76ers went into the game, went into game two, thinking this is a win-win. We won game one. We got Joel Embiid back. He's going to play game two. He's going to get his win back. He's going to get his jump shot back. He's going to get his rhythm back. And they're going to take the series back to Philadelphia and win two in a row. Win-win. Okay, that was 20 seconds. We'll let the people decide if you uh, 
uh, if you even discord. <laughs> so please jump in the comments and let us know if Corey um, sounds like he knows what he's talking about on this one. <laughs> Corey, what's the next one, man? Uh, all right, so the next one, this is what we got. We got uh, the Lakers and Warriors tonight, right? So in game one, the Lakers beat the Warriors on the road 117 to 112. The teams are set to face off tonight at 9 p.m. Uh, Brandon, I want to make the point, right, because you were kind of talking about this the other day. Lakers-Warriors game one was the most watched conference semifinal game one in cable television history, mm. right? Wow. I mean, people were absolutely tuned in for that one. There's going to be a lot of people tuned in tonight, too. But uh, question, how do the Warriors take game two at home? Ashley, Brandon, whoever wants to chime in first. Um, how do the Warriors take game two? Well, I think the Warriors have the advantage, right? Like, um, they've been together longer. Um, I mean, can we say they're a dynasty? Are yeah, they a for dynasty? Sure. They're a dynasty, 100% right? 100% a dynasty. Um, I think the Lakers, and I said this a couple of days ago, the Lakers have to play their best basketball to beat the Warriors because you have Steph Curry, like what he does himself and then how he actually opens up everything else for everyone else. It's hard. Like you saw it the first game, right? Last five clutch minutes. What they say clutch is the last four minutes of a game. But really at the six minute mark, the Lakers were winning and convincingly the whole game pretty much. Those last six minutes, Steph Curry just turned into a monster. I mean, mm. you saw the shots. He was just throwing up anything. And we talk about it all the time, so this isn't anything new, but it's just it's it's phenomenal and it's amazing watching him play. Like he's shooting like this. It seemed like he got his eyes closed. He just throw. It's like, he don't, does he have a form? Does he have a form, Ashley? Like, seriously. Like the dude just throwing ball. stuff up like this, and it's like, swish, swish, swish. So, for me, I think that um, the Warriors have the advantage. Um, AD has to be the bubble AD, uh, and he's been playing that way the last uh, couple of games. Uh, LeBron, he can contribute in so many different ways. So, uh, it really comes down to the type of game that the Lakers play. This is more about the Warriors than it is the Lakers, Ashley. Yeah, I would say that the Warriors have the advantage, but it goes back to, I think, what we've been kind of stressing, and it's the consistency situation. You know, Anthony Davis, am I going to get 30 points, 23 rebounds from him again? I don't know. I haven't seen He's those type of performances right from him consistently throughout the course of a season. And not when I say consistently, we've seen them. Mm -hmm. It just hasn't always been when you need them. Right. And I've said in the beginning that Anthony Davis is the X factor in the series. You already know what LeBron's going to give you. You know what LeBron's going to do. Anthony Davis and his performance night in and night out in this series is going to be the difference maker of whether or not the Lakers can go ahead and make this a six or seven game series and possibly win it. Because yeah. you know what the Warriors are going to do. You know what kind of adjustments they're going to make. Also, I am a firm believer you're going to have a better game. Jordan Poole didn't play bad. I know we had that discussion about his you know, shot. Should he have taken it? Should he have not taken it? But we can't ignore the fact that he redeemed himself in that King series. Yeah. He didn't look great in that Sacramento series. He looks a lot better in this series. Klay Thompson's going to have a better game. Um, I mean, his game wasn't terrible, but I feel like he's going to have a more dominant performance. You, yeah. just, you know what the Warriors are going to bring to the table. It's The question mark is, what are the Lakers going to right. do to combat that? And that's right. going to be a difference maker. And, and, and remember after the game, what the AD say? I love listening to their press conferences because they give you all the information. Uh, he basically said 
you know, we, we had to get we had to eat a little bit more. We had to get hydrated because we knew it was going to be a track meet. Clay, Jordan, and Steph, they just run, mm -hmm. and they run all day. And it's something that you can't, until you're out on the court, you, you can't really describe it, right? They say Steph Curry runs in the equivalent of around four miles a game. Right, it's unbelievable. So cool. is, that so a, like, is that insane? That is so so that's, that's what you have to watch is like the, the type of, the type of energy that you have to play with to beat the Warriors is mm -hmm. insane. Now they did it week. They did it the first game. Now can they do it uh, this game? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do they have enough? Jared That's Vanderbilt. what I'm paying attention to. And the reason why I wanted to, I was talking about Steph Curry. Obviously, he's Steph Curry, but it's like the dude can score anytime he wants to. He literally he dribbles in circles, you know, so unorthodox. He he can score from so many different angles. It's unbelievable. Um, I'm AD. also Go ahead. I, I'm also leaning towards uh, and with the Warriors being the favorites in this series because of also much like that 76ers Boston series these games are every other night. They don't have the right. the benefit of rest and which I'm not quite sure how the NBA determines like which series gets more. I was having that conversation with my dad yesterday. I couldn't figure that out like why some game one some series have three games between right. games two and three, the other ones every other night. But that benefits, I feel like, the Warriors more than it does the Lakers. Right, right. For sure. One hundred percent. Um BC, you have any thoughts here? We're gonna let you redeem yourself. Not redeem himself. Right? <laughs> a lot of executives watching, right? You could end up on <laughs> some linear television show. What do you nah, think here? You know, I'm waiting. No, I'm waiting for that Nick talk. I don't think we're talking <laughs> about the Knicks today. No, we are. We are. We oh, we are. BC literally <laughs> come back to redeem himself and give another one-liner. <laughs> BC, uh, we want to get the debate. I, listen, when the, I hop in when it's uh when I feel strongly about something, but yeah, I think that the Warriors come back and take this uh probably the next couple of games. BC is they about to, right no, They no, are about to off. revoke your mic, sir. <laughs> yeah, BC, let's tell tell us tell us what's what, what you're feeling right now, right? Okay. We got a live audience right now. We add this new element to paper route or we want our producers to to, to chime in cuz y'all got a lot to say when the cameras aren't ro rolling. Do you feel pressure right now, right? What's going on? Yeah, yeah, I feel a little light pressure, man. You're putting the, putting the spotlight on me, man. Come on, now why are you getting pressed like this? All right, BC, we're going to come Yo. back to you one more time before the show's <laughs> over. We need more than a one-liner, okay? <laughs> I need that same energy when we be sitting here. Energy? You know right, what I'm saying? All right, all right. You want me to get in? All right. I'm crying. All right, no, but, like, what should the – all right, so the Warriors – we, we can probably agree that it, this is going to be an AD series, right, in, in, in regards to, like, the Lakers and their game plan moving forward. But, like, what needs to be the Warriors' game plan to slow down Anthony it's Davis? The, it, there, there's no – oh, well, I, it's not about – like, just play their game. Yeah. The Lakers got to keep up with the Warriors, right, Ashley? Like, I'm not worrying about AD. I'm not worrying about LeBron. I'm worrying about, yo, can we do what we do, right? Like, yeah. it's a track meet. I mean, you always got to worry about LeBron. I mean, LeBron's going to be LeBron, LeBron's AD. Gonna be LeBron, when yeah. AD's on, AD's going to be AD. But I feel like the pressure is on the Lakers to keep up with the Warriors. Really? The way, the pace that they played, the Lakers played in game one, is not their normal pace. 
the pace the Warriors played in game one is their pace. They set the tempo. So you think well, the no, Lakers, you think gonna, the Lakers uh, drop a game what? in L.A.? <laughs> the Lakers play that fast? The Lakers, I believe, and Wu, you can fact check me on this, but I believe the Lakers were top five in pace this season in the NBA. Yeah, really? No. Yeah, I they, believe no, they, they, the top five. number one? Yeah, they play at a high pace. Mm, oh, is BC chiming in? Is that BC? I believe one? it was after the trade they were top five fastest in I know, pace I, in I the NBA. I know Grizzlies are up there. The Kings were up there. It's number, they were number one, right? Three. Number three? Who, I mean, who, not one. They were who, top, who were in five, the top five, right? Five, yeah. Kings up there, Grizzlies. Oh. Golden State, then Los Angeles, then Indiana. Indiana? So the. sorry, no. You got to get in the mic. You got to get in the mic. Woo, we can't hear you. We need another camera. <laughs> oh, they can hear you. Oh, wow. He's we got both too? of our producers okay. on. Okay. It went That's out. Right. <laughs> oh, wow. I told you guys. I believe Lakers were top five in pace this season. Yeah. So they were one of the faster playing teams. So I don't think that competing against the Warriors' speed is going to be an issue for them necessarily. Now, it may be an issue with Steph particularly mm -hmm. because, like I said, Steph runs the equivalent of four miles a game, which is insane. That means he never stops moving. Yeah. But as a team as a whole... I don't think they'll have a substantial issue. For me, it's the lack of consistency from the Lakers that I feel like is going to be their biggest issue. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. Did y'all hear what Pat Beth has said? What did he say? He said that if the Lakers go on to win a championship, he deserves that. He feels that he and Russell Westbrook deserve a ring. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I, <laughs> like, I, I think, like, I know I, in football. I, I feel like Brody would get a ring, but Pat what would Pat Bev get a ring for? <laughs> he he started the season with them. He did. He started the season with them. I know in football, they right? got like traded if, at the same time you play, too. Right? But what did, you, it, what did what did what did he do? <laughs> Why are you doing that? No, 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 I'm just saying. Like, let's let's be honest. Like, if if you had to pick between Westbrook getting a ring and Pat Bev getting a ring, both obviously were part of the Lakers. When you think about contribution while they were there. Why would why would Pat Bev get one? Just because he was there? Yeah, he put I a mean, uniform on? I can't really. I think, listen, they both, like, I don't know, you know, if you want to debate how they contribute to the to, to this season, and that's a whole other conversation. For me, I don't know as, as an athlete mm -hmm. if I would want the ring. You understand? <laughs> like, you, I don't, you're not, you're not in a series. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, it's interesting because when I interviewed – D-Jack, for my show, Laces Out, when I was still at SI, we had this conversation because he got one from the Rams. Mm -hmm. And um, I asked him about this, and he was like, you know, I got one. He's like, I don't, like, wear it. I don't, like, whatever. Right, but I yeah. still, he still took it. Some guys are like, hell, I was there. I'm going to take it. Yeah, like, but the way Pat said it, it was like, no, I deserve this. Pat I, Bev I, I'm has one of the lost reasons. his... Pat Bev also thinks <laughs> that he deserves $25 million a year. Yeah. So let's go ahead and like right, right, bring it down right. to reality a I'll little bit. I'll take the ring for sure, but I'm not going to go out there and celebrate it. You'll never, I'm like probably DJ, you'll never hear me talk about it. It's like, yeah, I'll take that. You know, you definitely contribute. You know, there's a lot of moments throughout the year that get you to that position, whether making it to the playoffs or, you know, chiming in, helping guys get better and develop. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't. I'm the I same way. Like if it. I didn't, if I wasn't even on the bench for the whole season, mm. yeah. and even contribute five minutes of something, yeah. 
I can't I can't take that ring in good conscience. Some guys are like, shoot, I don't care. I was on the practice squad. I was here. It would be hard. It would be hard. I got a ring that year when uh, the Warriors and the <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers, I believe. And he played on both teams in the same year. And he got a, he got a ring from both teams. Who was that? Oh, Virgil. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Look, BC trying to redeem himself. Look, he jumping in. He just jumping in. He trying to throw some information out there. Look, BC, I love it. Come on, BC. Hey, don't tap me now. Don't tap me now. Also, you know what happens in the NFL a lot, right? Guys get signed right before the playoffs, right? So let's say like the Chiefs. They'll go sign two, three guys right before the playoffs. That's what happened to my get the ring. I don't even feel good about that. So it's interesting you bring that up because my one of my best friends, Melvin, Melvin Gordon, yep. he um was signed to the Chiefs practice squad early, pretty early in the season though. Yeah, he was, it was cut like, after like week six, week yeah, seven. Yeah, it was pretty early in the season. Mm-hmm. And I respect that. The Chiefs win the Super Bowl. He gets a ring. And sports Twitter is divided. And Melvin says, I don't give a damn. I was here That's for right. most of the season. I was here for all of the postseason. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the ring. Some guys like it. Some guys don't like yeah. it. It depends on where you no, fall but, in the argument. But, but no, I'll take the ring in that situation. Me he too. He was on the team, right? You get there week six, week six, week seven. You know, you're there, right? And then you, you have that run throughout the playoffs. I take that. But we're talking about the week before the playoffs you. and you get signed or you get traded like in October <laughs> and now it's May no, and you take that no <laughs> you talking about in football I'm talking about it like no I'm talking about in basketball like Pat oh, Bev bro you got, Pat, got traded, you got right? traded when did Pat get traded November it had to have yeah. been like November no, yeah, yeah. It, when it was, trade, no the trade be deadline, for real no the trade deadline is it November th- right at the trade deadline I thought no, that's the deadline. You can pl- trades can oh. happen before that. Okay. There's a moment of when trade, right. when trade opens and the deadline. I thought it all didn't. He, was he a part of the the same package uh, with Westbrook? Yes. Yeah. Okay. They shipped. They it was shipped. All star. It was like February. I think all-star it was before is, that. All star break is the trade deadline, right? That's the deadline, but that's yeah. not when trades open. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's when they shipped them to um to Utah, wasn't it, or Minnesota? No. Well, isn't he on Chicago now? No, but initially, no. Remember, they shipped them <laughs> one place. Them. No, they shipped. They shipped them. They but traded yeah, Utah, them one place. It was Utah, it was Utah and then, then they, they went then their they separate ways and yeah. like things like that. I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was trying to find it. Tate, I couldn't find it. All right, but let's move on. Though. You know let's the date, on. Wu? I got Orlando, and they said they traded them by the, by the deadline. Oh, so it was February then. Yeah. It was February. Okay. Okay. What, you gonna listen to me about? Okay, you got that <laughs> one right. Congratulations. On basketball tapes. You got it. You got that right. Thank you. Thank you. Good for you, Brandon Marshall. Right when it comes to basketball. <laughs> okay. All right, so we're going to move on to Suns Nuggets, right? Their game is Friday night at 10 p.m. Eastern time. So my question is, right, can the Suns, right, a Chris Paulist Suns team, take game three? And yes. what would they have to do? Mm. You're going to need KD and Devin Booker to give you 40, 35 apiece, and play 40-plus minutes. It's not going to be what's going to save them in this series. Mm-hmm. I never thought that they would get swept – I mean, this is not a, these, you can't get, it's unlikely to get swept when you have those guys on your team. So let me ask it you a question. It has happened. We've so let seen me ask it. You a question. We've mm-hmm. seen it get, we've seen teams get sweep, swept, sorry, with talent, but mm-hmm. I don't think Phoenix is going to get swept. I don't think they win this series, though, because what you're asking and what you need 
from Devin and KD to, okay, so to win game three. She, she what you slick. need from them to win game mm-hmm. three is not something that they can sustain for an entire series. Yeah. Um, how many views do we have on that clip that y'all cut up and uh, overproduced and made me look <laughs> overproduced? Bad on you many, said what many, you many, said, how, sir. How many people? Are, how it's many? probably at like one point two million. JP, if you can get those numbers, I'll give you the exact number. Yeah. So, basically, I was crucified for saying the same thing that you just said. No, you're. That's not. <laughs> it's the same thing, Corey. It, or uh, we're not saying the same thing. I said. Yeah, he's. The, yeah. the, the question yeah. was, can they win it? And no. I said. You said they have enough to beat this Denver Nuggets team in a series. That's not what they have enough to do. I never said, and Corey is my witness, I never said that they couldn't win a game or two games. I said that in order for them to win, you would need 35-plus from Devin and KD in 40-plus minutes of basketball. That's Can they so, do, let me ask you this But they question. cannot Can they sustain Can they that. Can they do it? Can they do it for a game? Maybe two? Sure. I just, I just want I just want everyone uh that's been following this storyline uh to really go back and listen to 1. everything 1.5 million views <laughs> and 5 million impressions. In in favor of me or you? Uh, I don't think you want to go the there. What's the percentage? It's probably like 99.9 <laughs> in my favor. It's because how y'all produced it. Right. Okay. It's how y'all clipped it. But right. if y'all go back and listen to the long form content, not this damn <laughs> Twitter content that only gives you two minutes and 20 seconds of video, you can't go past that. My take, I, I talked about so much. I went back in the history of the, of the NBA. Remember, mm-hmm. I couldn't get the words out of my mouth when I talked about uh, Michael Jordan and Allen Iverson and all these greats, even Devin Booker, guys that averaged 28, 29, 30 points in postseason. And basically, I was using that to tell this story that in these moments, the Devin Bookers and the Kevin Durant's will go out there and average 30, 35 points if they have to. We saw that in game one with James Harden. James Harden went out there and did what? Because he didn't have Embiid. And Jimmy Butler in the last series, Jimmy Butler averaged what, uh, uh, Corey? You know that's your team. 37 points. But you are ignoring Tell me what I'm ignoring. You're bringing up Jimmy Butler. And Corey, you are a Heat fan, so you can back me up on this. Yes. Jimmy Butler had a sensational performance series against the Bucks. But if you look at the Miami Heat as a whole, they can still win games or make them very close like they did with the Knicks against in game two without Jimmy Butler because why? They have Struess. They have Caleb Martin. They have Gabe Vincent. They have Kyle Lowry. They have Bam Adebayo. I don't you are even know asking, half of those names. You are asking dogs. a lot. They met dogs. dogs. The same two thing. Dogs. The same There's thing. Two dogs. The same thing. You with put Haslam in there? Did you same, put Haslam? She I didn't say Haslam. Haslam. I didn't say no, Haslam. Chill. Haslam ain't played in five years. You also the same. The same. And and I know we're on opposite sides of this, but the same could be said about the New York Knicks. You have your stars, Julius Randle. You have Jalen Brunson. You have R.J. Barrett. But you also have Emmanuel Quickly. You also have Josh Hart. You also have mm. Obi Toppin. You are mm. asking a lot of a Phoenix that's Sun right. team that's, that's right. that does not have that's enough right. pieces to go ahead. I don't and, need them. I'm mm. doubling so down. So you are you think that Brandon. you can win basketball games? It, 
in the playoffs, this the, is what, let and me, the let playoff me tell rotations you, go down to about seven or eight men. No, don't put words in my mouth. No, let hold me on. Tell you. No, I'm telling <laughs> you. Let me tell you. In, in oh. the playoffs, your rotation goes down. Oh, to about, oh now you're trying to use hold the on. conversation with no. stuff. Hold you, on. See now, so you see what she's doing? She's what are you trying talk? to take. I'm my... not. Everybody knows that, Brandon. It's common knowledge. Nine yeah. if you're super deep. Nine if right, you're right. super it's deep. Knowledge. Seven go, or go, eight. Go, so how many? How many? I'm just basic math. What's a start? What's a starting line? Hold on. This is a basic lineup. This is a basic lineup. I'm gonna do basic math. Go. What's a what's a starting lineup? I'm not. Hold on. Answer the question. What's a starting lineup in basketball? How many people? How many people on the court? I'm not answering your questions right now. I know what you're going to do here. How many? I'm going to lose this. How many people are on the court at a time? Okay, let me just say this real quick. Ten seconds to get back to this, dudes. This is what we have to realize. All right. Women, oh my God, here we go. <laughs> are better communicators than us. Okay, very strategic. All right, they gonna put some stuff together and make you think that you crazy <laughs> and make you think you wrong. <laughs> right. So Ashley, I'm not doing this with you. All you right, can I'm, give your I'll take and I get my take. Here's the math. I'm not answering A starting nothing. lineup in basketball is five players. All right. In the playoffs, a rotation at most, and that's if you're super deep, goes about eight players. Nine if you're super deep. That is what? Six, seven, eight. That's at least look, three look, bench look, look, players look. Okay. that the Suns don't have. Okay. Look at their starting lineup. You have Chris Paul out of the rotation okay. now. Now one of your bench players is now one of your starters. That means you have two bench positions that they don't have. You are asking two people, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, to <clears throat> compete with a starting five of the Denver Nuggets <clears throat> and at least three solid bench players that could be mixed into the rotation. In order to do that, they have to make up the point deficit of what that bench can produce and what their bench can't produce. That you done, is a big ask. You done ask. or you finished? You done or you finished? That's a big ask. They can yeah. do it maybe once or twice, but you're asking them to do it four times <laughs> in a series. You don't think that's Michael crazy? Jordan did it. No, he did. Over over 180 over 180 career games, he averaged 33 points. You so Michael, you're saying that the Kevin Durant. the Chicago Bulls didn't have a deep team? So, so this is what I want to do. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. The Chicago Bulls didn't have a deep team when they won? Damn out. I'm not talking to you on this topic right now. Oh, my God. I can't believe I heard you just say that. Let me me get my take off real quick. Let me go back to my notes from when we talked. You talked about Ashley Nicole Moss, okay, master communicator. (laughs) Maybe even I might throw a little manipulation in there, okay? (laughs) Twisting my words. All right. Let me take another shot at this because Twitter uh, definitely – uh, have been bad to me this this week. Um, we talk about depth, okay? That this this whole debate started around, you know, depth. So when you look at it, Ashley just said this math five, six, seven, eight, nine did all this stuff. Well, the Nuggets only play eight guys. The Suns play eleven, right? So when you talk about depth, and I'm I know what she's saying. Who can contribute? Who can contribute at a high level? So you got to look at the bench and how people participated or contributed in game one. You had the Nuggets bench give you 13 points, and then you had the Suns bench give you four. Then Ashley wanted to talk about defense. I don't know what statistical category you want to throw out there at Ashley Nicole Moss to show how the Nuggets bench really contribute on the defensive side. But what I'm saying is this. They have guys. You have KD. This ain't going well. (laughs) You have KD, you have Devin Booker. Hold on, stay here. Stay here with me, right? So you have KD and you have Devin Booker. 
Those two dudes and Aiton, and I had Chris Paul in there, but Chris Paul went down. Those two dudes, if they got to play 40 minutes a night like they did the first game, then so be it. You're getting paid $40 million a year to go be dogs, to go be superstars. That's what it takes. I don't care about no bench. The best players in the world, what do the best players in the world say? Don't take me out, coach. Not right now. You mm -hmm. saw KD do it two years ago with the Nets when James Harden went down and Kyrie Irving went down and he almost beat the, the damn the champions, and that was Giannis. Giannis would not be a champion if KD hit that or hey, was an inch back from the three and he was doing it himself so i need that KD to show up and i need devin booker to continue to be what he's been all playoffs the best player in the nba and there's no debate about it look at the numbers out of everybody in the postseason devin booker's been the best guy now if KD can go out there tonight is it tonight the game's tonight no friday friday he went what two for 12 from three yeah you think he's going to do that again? Come on. So I, I, I want to do this, right? It's still early. No, it's not early. This is a big game. This is a must win. Why are you looking like Definitely that? Definitely must win. See, this is what they do, too. This is what you do, too. So now you're – that's what they do. When you ever been in with your girl and, and you're driving and you say something crazy uh -huh. or, 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 you know, y'all not vibing – <laughs> they turn and look out the window this way. Body language. <laughs> Why y'all do that? Why y'all do that? You are asking, like, you realize when they lost yeah, game one and game two, they played 40 minutes. And I want them to do it again. And I just want KD, I want KD not to, so you're asking not to them, miss 20 you're threes. Ask, you're asking them to consistently play 40 plus minutes because they don't really have a choice and drop 50 a night. Jimmy Butler did it. You keep bringing up Jimmy Butler. What, is that an anomaly? Because, but Jimmy Butler did it in games throughout the with throughout a series, but did not have to do that consistently. Having a great series is different than having to do that in order to win. That's not the same thing. You're you're comparing apples and oranges. It happened. Yes, it was insane. An insane performance, but. They have a deep enough team that if he didn't do that and you got contributions elsewhere, they could have still won. Having a sensational performance or performances throughout a series is different than having the necessity of having to do it because you don't have anything else to rely on. You get what I'm saying? I 100%, but do you get what I'm saying? No. Sometimes, sometimes what you just said, like, that's a luxury. We can't live in luxury sometimes. Right there's a plenty of times where teams won be their 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 best player went down. You got to find a way. Your quarterback went down. You got to find a way. They're still in good position. You got KD the the what would you rank him in the history of the NBA as far as scoring in basketball? Where would he be? Who? Kevin Durant. <coughs> um for me personally, top 10. Top 10, Ashley, you, you, you wildin'. Come on, be real. Kevin Durant? Yeah, where is he scoring in basketball? You're going to put, you're going to say top 10. Give me top a number. Top 15? Oh, my goodness. He's just playing now. Yeah. You know he he's top three. It depends. No, I'm, three. I'm, scoring the basketball? Three? Scoring the basketball. 
Mm. I'm not gonna say top three. I'd say top ten. Top ten was the safest top thing 10. to do because this I, is there's a lot his, of good. There's scores. a lot of good. This scores. is from his peers. His peers have I, said this. I would. I, I don't say think. I don't 10. know if he's in. Hold the top on. What you say, say, BC? Sure. BC, what you say? KD is definitely top five scoring the basketball. Top, Thank you. Top five. But I said top yeah. ten because everyone's you, top five, five. For me personally, is top five. But to safe bet it, top ten. Yeah, but we're not doing no safe bet. I can see. I can see him falling in six for some people's list. I can. So, so my, my thing is, uh, you know, you have KD and you have Devin Booker. You can't always live in luxury. I, everything you're saying, yes, that's you're right. Okay, you want death. <laughs> you want dogs all over the place. You want great coaching. You want all of that. But that's not what makes sports great. It's the storylines. The storyline of CP3 goes down again. We're going to be talking about that for years to come when it comes to his legacy. Now KD and Devin Booker are looking at each other like, yo, we know what we need to do now to go get this win and potentially extend the series. Brandon, this isn't NBA Jam or 2K. It doesn't matter. It's sports. Hold on, time out. Hold on, I want to say this. Hold on, time out, time out, time out. Let me say this. Hold on, let me tell you this. Hold on, let me tell you this. Hold on, time out, time out. And this is why I said this earlier, right? And then we, you know, I'll let you have the last word and then we can move on. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. What a day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, now playing only in theaters. Rated PG 13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To sports. This is what makes athletes great. Every single game, every single moment, someone has to step up. You're talking about, yes, I know it's not a video game, but athletes, competitors, they have to rise to the occasion. Yes, first off, timeout. Some of the greatest plays we've seen in basketball are just to say sport. The coach didn't call the play, the coach didn't put him in position. It's an athlete overcoming a terrible play. The coach, how many times have you seen a, a quarterback shoe off the coach? Coach, stay right there. I got this. I'm running this two-minute offense. That's all I'm saying. You're tapping into a structure. You're tapping into how uh, 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 things can be if you had the luxury of having everything. And I'm saying when you don't, you're telling me you don't have a chance? That's not what I'm saying. And I hear, and I hear what you're saying of the storyline and the – and the, you know, 
the remember the Titans storyline where it's like all bets are off and it's just backs against the wall, but we're gonna make I get it. That's what sports that's what makes sports movies great. But when you think sports of, movies, why you gotta say I, that though? Why I, can't it be reality? It, it's reality, but it's also a reality of the facts. And the facts are consistently playing 40 minutes a game does a lot to your body. Like it breaks your body down. It is, and everyone in the playoffs is already playing hurt in some capacity. Sore this, sore that. Right, so sore, even with that, it right, does let me jump a in right lot. there. Let me jump in right there. You're because asking we had, a hold lot. on, hold on. Let me jump in there. That's what postseason basketball is about. We had this conversation with Stephen Jackson just two days ago. What did, what did, and you just said it earlier. You go from having a 12-man rotation in the regular season to what? Seven, eight, sometimes nine deep. So now you have your star players across the board already playing 35, 36, 40 minutes a game. So when you talk about breaking their body, it does a lot to the body. This is what they're this is what they're conditioned to do. This is the system. So it's not nothing outside of the norm for a KD and a Devin Booker to go out there and play. These long minutes, these tough minutes. It's not. It's, this is I'm the situation. I'm not saying that it's outside of the norm, and I get it. It happens. We've seen superstar performances before, but you're also asking a lot to happen to compete. It's it's sometimes just not enough. The most talented player in the world cannot do it by themselves. It's a team sport for a reason, and when you shorten the rotation. That and you don't have the pieces to go ahead and relieve your stars. What happens is you put a lot of strain on their body. You put a lot of ask. And yes, I understand what you're saying. That's what they sign up for. That's what they get paid for. But it's still a team sport. And it still requires more than just one guy, two guys. They do need the help. Right. And the help is not there. And that is a problem. That's okay. all I'm saying. Okay. All right. I, I, I pray. Just for the sake of arguing, mm -hmm. that they pull this out. I think they win tonight. No, I'm talking about the whole series. If they pull, and I promise you, if they Ashley, win the whole series, it's because Kevin Durant and Devin right. Booker scored forty See, plus. She, she positioned her. She's in the great position. Corey, didn't I she's say? A, yes, you did. No, from no, you day did, you one, did. no, 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 that the no, only no, no, way no. they win this series no. is if Kevin Durant and Devin Booker consistently night in and night out play forty plus minutes and give you thirty five plus a night. They're mm. already down one. No two. 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, two. They're already no, down two. two. Yeah, that's been the point. That's been the point. I hope they win. I'm still going to find a way to argue with you and never let you live this oh down. Oh, my God. Come on, KD. Ah. Devin Booker. Let's right. go. 3.30 p.m. Saturday at the Kasaya Center in Miami, Florida, Heat Knicks, game three. Mm. Who has the edge heading into game one? Game three? I said game one. Who has the edge heading into game three? <clears throat> you know what? I don't know if anybody has – I mean – some will say the edge goes yeah. to Miami because it's home court. But if you've ever been to a Heat game, you know there's a lot of New Yorkers in the building. But um, some distraction too. There's some. I will. Some. some so yeah. See you here in New York. This is New York. Uh -huh. It's a bunch of dudes right there. <laughs> right in Miami. That's perfectly illustrated. <laughs> it's a little different in Miami. And the girls you're referring to are not sitting that close to the court. Trust me. Where are you sitting? Not that close, I'll tell you that much. Um, <laughs> no, they're all... <laughs> they're not that close. Uh, trust me, I've been there. Um, 
it's it's gonna be interesting. You know, I think that this is the first game that we can really gauge who has the leg up in this series because you're both gonna be we're both gonna be coming into it full strength. Jimmy Butler will be back, I'm assuming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Julius Randle's gonna have ample time to go ahead and continue to rehab his injury. Jalen Brunson was having sore ankle issues. He's gonna have substantial time. Both teams are gonna be at full strength. Now I do understand Tyler Hero, Victor Oladipo are out for the Miami Heat, but still, they have a lot of their pieces. I, I'm a firm believer that who wins game three will be a, a pretty strong indicator. Not anything happens, mm-hmm. can happen, but I think who wins game three yeah. will be a strong indicator who has the edge in this series. Right. BC, here's your opportunity. To, look, he already, hold on, look, 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 look. He, you chimed yourself in. Can I throw, can I lay you up? Like, no, ready. Go, BC. <laughs> the Knicks have the edge. I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> what are we talking about? The Knicks are going to go in. We got Randall back. We have full strength. You guys got Jimmy Butler. You beat us once without Julius Randle. Now we beat y'all without Jimmy Butler. So now we're going to see what's up. Is, that's it. I don't want to hear about, oh, y'all won, no Jimmy. We're going to see what's up. Yo, this Saturday. dude just giving us straight barbershop takes right now. <laughs> <laughs> BC. You could tell oh, from my New York. goodness. Are you from BC? New York? <laughs> <laughs> right. BC really know the game, uh, though. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he, does. He, he does, though. He nervous, though. <laughs> BC. <laughs> Yeah, you got I mean, I'm gonna. I, I don't know if I don't know if the edge can be decided before Game Three is played because <laughs> both teams haven't seen each other at full strength. The Heat beat us without Julius. We beat the Heat without Jimmy Butler. I'm a firm believer. Now, home court advantage is irrelevant because there's a lot of New Yorkers down here, and I've been to Knicks Heat games a bunch of times since I've lived here, and it's about fifty fifty. Like it's 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 a very it's an so- it's an anomaly home court. So it doesn't really exist. So I don't think the crowd's gonna oh, be. Miami a, doesn't allow that, man. I don't think a, I don't think the crowd's going to be a factor. I'm just if I just really believe that whoever wins this game is going to give us a clear a clearer image, health permitted, that both teams continue to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Who has the leg up? Because now you're actually seeing each other's complete teams. It's right. kind of like when the Eagles and the Cowboys played each other. Mm-hmm. The Eagles beat the Cowboys without Jalen Hurts and vice versa without Dak yep, Prescott. Yep. It's hard to see like what that would have looked like if it went into right. now if it like who had the edge. I need a game three to go ahead and figure that out. This one is going to be the deciding factor. I, and I will say let me let me say this, uh, BC, right? Because I know you know your ball. Let me help you out, right? There's an art and science to um, communicating in, in television. Obviously, Ashley uh, is in her bag this week. Um, Corey, it's not just you losing to Ashley this week. I, I've taken. Uh, <laughs> I lost. A few I lost it. That's that's yeah. the. Y'all can. She redeem. has me flustered. She has me flustered. Y'all can redeem yourself for football season. Yeah, oh, wait, football yeah. season. No, no, no. We, we, so you saying football players can't talk basketball? This, right. I mean, this is my my <laughs> my thing. Okay, all right. Y'all cool. got y'all got y'all got the NFL. I'm not even going like front. You y'all, know ball though. You know football. Y'all know football. But here you go, mm-hmm. BC. This is this is how you this is how you do it. I'm gonna give you a quick lesson. All right. All right, it's almost like a closing argument. Think of a, a, a lawyer, right, um, in trial, closing arguments. <coughs> There's an art and science to this. No, Nick Wright taught me this. Nick Wright, to me, is one of the greatest communicators uh, when it comes to sports talk. And so I'm asking him, like, yo, how do you do what you do so consistently? He's like, he studies closing arguments, right? So what happens? You come in and you give your statement. Boom. The Knicks have the edge all right bc that's what you said the knicks have the edge 
And now you have to convince everybody why. So you can't just make the statement. You got to then go into two or three points to to back up your statement. Yeah. Right. So there you go, BC. All right. There go the there go the template. I loved how you came in. The Knicks have the edge. Boom. We all leaned in. The numbers shot up. Viewership. Everybody's like, what is BC going to say? <laughs> and then BC was like, uh. And then you came back. <laughs> right, BC? So you want to do it again or you, you want to wait till Monday? What you want to do? Let's do it again. All Knicks right, go ahead. So go, so go I'm ahead. I'm going to tell you why the Knicks have the edge. <laughs> Talk to us, BC. Yeah, Put on for the city, baby. Put on for the city. Talk to me nice. Don't talk to me twice. We haven't even played the best. Excuse me. I don't want to be biased here. They have not even played their best game yet against the Heat. And it's just a fact. Like, quickly hasn't showed up. Josh Hart hasn't showed up. He yeah, we're getting Isaiah Hartenstein. We're getting a couple. You know, I mean, he's hustling. But our key play, Grimes. Grimes, one of the shooters off the bench. He hasn't showed up. So when our bench shows up, then, yeah, we're going to see what's up. I think we've taken the, the, the best shot from the Heat, really. I mean... I know they can play good. We we expect them to play good, but boom. Okay, stay right there. Stay right there. Now you you show up. Okay, right there. Stay right there. I love where you at right here. Right, boom. So you made your statement and then you backed it up. Now this is how you give more context and, and and then you add some layers to there. And now you really become convincing. So when you said the bench hasn't shown up, now what you do is you go look at the numbers, right? So now you say the bench hasn't shown up. If you look at their numbers in the regular season and how they have shown up compared to what they've done this series, I would say that they just had a bad game, right? I'm expecting them to do what they did all year. Boom. And that's how you beat Ashley Nicole Moss. Well, Josh Hart, I'll, I'll say Josh Hart showed up. Has been showing up oh, consistently. Josh, he may not. But he yeah. got TBC. The numbers you can't be telling lies. But no, now. <laughs> you can't he's, be telling right. lies. Grimes hasn't really. Grimes hasn't shown up. Emmanuel quickly's been struggling. Obi Toppin's been hot and cold. Um, he had that good. He had a decent game when Julius was out, but he kind of got lost in the sauce in game two, and he knew it. He could see. You could see him on the uh, on the bench. He was not happy with himself. So I agree. The bench hasn't been a factor in the way that it has been throughout the series. I mean, throughout the regular season. Um, I think that the Knicks steal one in Miami. I think that it's, I don't think, I don't know if they steal both. I I think that Miami is going to go ahead and defend home court at least once. I think that this series is 2-2 when it goes back to New York. And and, and I will say this, uh, men, the men of paper route, we have some work to do. Um, Ashley took me down twice this week. Um, Corey, I think you guys are actually tied. I think I went with you. Uh, was it Monday's show? Yeah. Where you guys went back and forth? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I still haven't given my explanation as to why and you have the edge. let's be honest, before Corey takes it away, game one, y'all barely beat us, and we didn't have Julius Randle. So let's be, exactly. let's be for real. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's mm. the point that I'm talking about. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> That's the point been, that I'm talking about. You beat us with Julius Randle on the floor, then we can talk. Mm. Yeah. But last time I checked, I think you only beat us by five. No, no, and we, we didn't we have beat Ju- y'all. We beat y'all game by, one. What was it? Game game one. We beat y'all by seven. That's what I. That's what oh, I told okay. BC too. I'm like, we beat seven. y'all by seven. That's nice. game two. We lose without our Julius game by six, by six. We lose our game by six without Jimmy Butler on the court. So this is why I feel the Miami Heat have the edge going into game three, right? It's simple. So you, you point out, you point out, you know, your big three. It's RJ Barrett, 
I wanted to start with him because it's funny how he's incorporated in the big three. You're not about well, RJ, to. You're not about RJ to disrespect. Barrett. Okay, uh, RJ, RJ Barrett. Barrett. Yeah, RJ do Barrett. Don't do that. We, we got Jalen Brunson and we got Julius Randle. Right. Uh -huh. So if we look at your others, all of the others on the Knicks are all defenders. That's not true. What would you What would you describe their You know their their styles of play. I, I I'd say Obi Toppin. Obi Josh Toppin. Hart. Josh Hart's not just a defender. He, he's, he's a defender. That's his strength. That's his strength, though. We can, we can honestly say that's his strength. All right? So we're already too deep into your bench. If you look at the Miami Heat, and, and your top three, they can give, and when I say top three, your big three, they can give 20 points at any given night. You look at the Heat, who can give you 20 points on, on any given night? It's Jimmy Butler. It's Bam Adebayo. Bam out of body can give you 20 points any given night. He can, yeah. If we're talking about playoff, like in the playoffs and whatnot. I love Bam. I love Bam. I love Bam. But Bam, sometimes, listen, I'll say it to his face. He goes missing in action sometimes. So you're mm -hmm. relying on 20 from him consistently. But then, but then it's a trade-off, right? Because then what is he going to give you? He'll great give you defense. rebounds and assists. Great, and great defense. Okay, right? so how's that, that any different that's, than that's what, what Josh Hart heat, will do? That's what, the heat's, that's what the Heat's built on. Great defense, right? So if you look at, if you look again, we're, we're going through who can give you 20. Kyle Lowry on a big stage. On a big stage, you know he on a big stage he can give you twenty points. Gabe Vincent, he's proven oh. that he can give that can give you twenty points, right? And then you look at everyone else. When you look at the Heat's others, what are they? They're three and D guys. They're three and D guys, not just defenders. Three and D guys. We know that the Heat are deep with shooters. Mm -hmm. Kevin Love. He's Kev gonna hit oh, big we shots. bring Kevin Love into the equation. Kevin now. Love is gonna hit oh, okay. big shots. We, 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 we scrapping for the bottom. Kevin we Love is gonna hit big bottom. shots. Okay, okay, let's do Duncan this real Robinson. Quick. He's gonna hit big shots. You can't now argue we're bringing that Duncan all of these Robinson into the equation. You can't argue that all of our others aren't shooters. And and when it comes down to it, when you got Jimmy Butler <laughs> in the lineup, our team is gonna create more shots and create more shots and score more points than a team that's that's built like the Knicks. Wasn't Duncan Robinson benched in the Boston series because he couldn't hit the side of a bus? So. He was three for eight from three last game. That's but I, but last time I you, checked, Spolstra benched him in the Boston series because he couldn't rise to the equate the he, occasion. He, is that is, is do risen. I remember that correctly? All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I just want to make sure I got the right Duncan Robinson. Here we go. Here we go. Listen, that's all, guys. While you guys were going back and forth, I was on Pro Football Talk. This just came up. Lamar Jackson wants to throw for six thousand yards. I think it was yesterday. Factor foolish. Corey, you asked us, um, would the Ravens have two receivers over 1,000 yards, right? I so heard that right. 6, uh, today he spoke to the media, Lamar Jackson. He said, I think I told someone, like, man, I want to throw for like 6,000 yards with the weapons we have, Jackson said. And I'm not an individual war type guy or stat watcher. I just want to do that because no one's ever done it, and I feel like we have the weapons to do it. The single season record is. 5,400 yards, 5,477 okay. 5, yards yeah. set by Peyton Manning in 2013. Six. So my question, my question, um, my question for, for you guys is this, Factor Foolish, and then we can land a plane with Factor Foolish. Yeah. Okay. Lamar Jackson breaks the passing yard record, single season passing yard record. Corey, you go first. Well, I mean, I'm going to say foolish. And if he Ooh. can break that record, that'd be amazing. 6,000 yards. When you initially said that, I'm just like, did, did he mean to say 6,000? Like, is that even possible? Like, he said it's never, yeah, because he said it's, ne he said it's never been done. Yeah, that'd that's be 600 yards. more yards than the record. That's, that's, that's like two extra games. Um, Ashley, 
That's that's a that's a lot. That's the, a lot of yards. The math ain't mathin' for me. Love Lamar, but the math ain't mathin'. I mean, and, and then for the for the Ravens to be successful, they have a balanced attack. I think that's what makes them good. Like, I, of course, they have weapons now, which we want to see in the passing game. But like, they're also very good in the run game. Lamar can't neglect that, and you got J.K. Dobbins, who's a really good running back. And I, if I he does throw this, for that many yards, though, he's like the goat. Yeah, like, for real. No, that's I, what I'm saying. Like, I, if he does that, shout out to Lamar Jackson. What? I I would say this. Um, I would say foolish to this, right? Um, they're not built that way. Uh, I think what, what makes the Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, a contending team year in and year out is their philosophy and their approach. Mm-hmm. They play really good defense, and they have a balanced offense. Now, is there more beat on meat on the bone in the passing game? Absolutely. Do I believe in the right situation Lamar could potentially throw for 6,000 yards? Possibly. That's a lot of yards. But 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 the thing that I love about this the most, his mindset, right? Like he oh. that's he believes, and that's what it starts with. Like, I believe I can do this. And you have to think about it first. You have to believe it. And I don't care what you do in life, sports, you know, we're just a microcosm of society, right? There's a lot that we can learn from sports and organizations and leaderships and athletes. And so Lamar going out there saying, you know, I'm shooting for 6,000 or I believe I can do that. Hell, he may end up with 4,500 and still lead the league in passing and get another MVP. Mm -hmm. You know, so I love that. Um, Factor Foolish, what else do we have, Corey? All right, so this is our first one. Either Kevon Looney or Anthony Davis record another 20-plus rebounds tonight. Factor Foolish. That's a lot of work. Fact. I'm going to go fact. I mean, it's it's what yeah. I said earlier. Nobody wants to listen to me. Nobody uh, wants to hear me. But in these moments, it's playoff. You got to do what you got to do, right? So for them to continue to contribute at a high level and, and, and help their team out, they got to get on the boards. They did it before. They both had 23, point, 23 rebounds the last game. I expect Anthony Davis and Looney to do it again. That's my expectation. Y'all getting paid $40 million a year. So both of them. You think I, them? I don't know if it'll be both. I think one or the other. But I also think that this is where Anthony Davis is going to be the most consistent. And that's in his rebounds. I don't think mm. he's going to be most consistent in this series with his scoring. But I think that his rebounds is where you're going to get his most consistency throughout the series, which is still beneficial. Yeah, you still, you, but I, you, right. know, you still need him to score. But I think rebounds is going to be his bread and butter this this series. We shall see. All right, next, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson combined for ten plus threes tonight. Fact or foolish? Fact. Fact. Mm-hmm. Easy. <laughs> BC, you want what you think? They BC? have to. Their backs against the wall right now. They yeah. got to tie this series up. That's yeah. a fact. It's a fact. That's another fact. That's another fact. All right, next one, Factor Foolish. NFL beats the NBA in the match in Las Vegas on June 29th. So just for a little context, uh, the match is a golfing event that takes place in various cities. Uh, it's kind of like a celebrity golf match, right? Like, uh, who was it? It was Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, mm-hmm. you know, had, had competed against, you know, some professional golfers one year. But this year it's Steph Curry and Klay Thompson representing the NBA. And you have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey representing the NFL. So, again, fact or foolish, NFL beats the NBA in the match. Fact. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know if Clay Thompson is even a golfer. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I know no, he Steph, fishes. I, I think Steph is actually pretty good. Though. Steph's no, really good. Steph but... could be a pro. Really? Like, yeah, if he had the time to really train, like, he's <laughs> that good. Um, he might be a, a scratch golfer. Um, but Clay is, is on his team. <laughs> no, I, um, Clay's not a – now, if we're doing a fishing contest. So, Patrick – 
Patrick so Mahomes and Travis Kelsey down, are golfers. So, 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 no, not Travis. Travis, Travis Kelsey is be, be just out because there. he goes golfing don't mean you golf. You're I golfing. mean, I've seen videos of him. He's pretty decent. He's not Patrick Mahomes, Steph Curry good, but he, I think so he's better than Clay. To me, it comes down to basically you're picking between Patrick Mahomes or Curry. No, because your teammate has to do well as yeah, well. Yeah, but what I'm saying is I think that uh, the edge is on the NBA side, and I hate to say that as an NFL Interesting. You know, retired guy. Why? Yeah, I'm going to go with the NBA. I mean, Steph Curry, is he's he's him. What about <laughs> Clay? Patrick Mahomes was is, is really good as well, but I'm going with Steph Curry. He looks like a golfer, too. He's believable. <laughs> right. Like, he he goes out there, got his little sleeve on. He has a little walk, <laughs> right? Got a little caddy. Like, Patrick if you Mahomes, If you had to do a, a match like this, who would you want your teammate to be? Oh, good question. Because you, you kind of golf, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you um, good? No. Oh. Because I don't have time. I have the I have the infrastructure to be really good. Okay. I like my swing. It's just not, I'm just not consistent, right? Like when you talk about AD. Uh huh. I had a beautiful shot. Then that shit. The next one can go right or left. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I would go with um, Jay Cutler. <laughs> Jay You're Cutler. Good. Is he a good golfer? Jay Cutler can do everything. Yeah. Jay Cutler can golf. He can do everything. Jay. Let's team up and uh, let's compete against. Who would you want to compete against? Who would I want to compete against? Who don't I like? Who, Whose uh, ass I want to beat? Pause. Um, who don't I like, Ashley? I don't know. T.O. Can T.O. even golf? No. Oh. I'm surprised you didn't T.O. just want to work out. I'm surprised you didn't say Russell run. Wilson. I feel like he's a golfer. Russ Russ plays golf, but I don't know how good he is. I've never been out there with him. I know he was playing a lot of golf in Seattle, uh, you know, but I don't know. Russ don't have time to be good. Russ is running, like, two empires and also starting quarterback in the National Football League. Someone in the chat said uh, Jay Cutler can also hoop. Is that fact? Yes. I'm telling you, ask ask me anything about Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler can hoop. He can still dunk. He can shoot. Even That's in football, crazy. he could have played on the defense side. He could have played safety and played 10 years in the NFL. What? Yeah, wow. bro. Jay Cutler was like he, that. So he's, he really is Can he play athlete. baseball? Jay Cutler played baseball growing up. Wow, he grew Jay up Cutler's on the farm. an athlete. He yeah. just doesn't he grew care. Up on like I know, I, I, uh, Christmas he Indiana <laughs> is where he's from. There was nothing out there but sports. Right. Dad was a state trooper putting him in everything. Yeah, yeah Jay Cutler's like that. He's a dog Impressive. now. And he, he, when I say dog, he got that attitude too. Yeah. He slapped you too. Yeah. Wow. No, he ain't going to do that. Do that. <laughs> wow. No, cool. We learned something new about Jay Cutler like every episode. Yeah. All right, next one. So, quarter, Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins is entering the last year of his contract with the Vikings. And yesterday he was at a press conference and, you know, was asked about some of the new draft picks. Jordan Addison, wide receiver from USC. You know, he was a Blitnikoff winner just two years ago. And Kirk Cousins was, you know, saying that he's, you know, excited to get him in the offense and getting him acclimated. But uh, he was also asked about, you know, his future with the Vikings. So I wanted to ask you guys, fact or foolish, Kirk Cousins is worthy of a contract extension after next season? Fact, Ashley. This is definitely fact. Uh, uh, he's definitely not worthy <coughs> of a, co- a cover of GQ on GQ. I mean, can he get a stylist? Look, what's going on with your pads, brother? <laughs> Neck, this and that. Like, where is I don't the think stylists worry about football pads. I know you, that, that legendary video last year was dope. All the dudes, remember the oh, dudes put the putting chain the chains on them? On 
Yeah, we got to get him spiced up this year. Hopefully, those young receivers can uh, help him out in that area. Is that the type of mustache you're field, trying to This is grow? what I want for my quarterback, huh? Is that the type of, type of mustache you're trying to grow? I don't care what my quarterback <laughs> looked like. No, is that the type of mustache you're trying to grow? Um... What do I want? You if I could grow here, I would love to. I would love to experience like a full beard. I would love to have this. A Corey beard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, look beard. at this two box. This is new. It's nice though. It's a new yeah. element to paper out, Ashley. Mm -hmm. yeah. Good job, BC. You're welcome. You're welcome. Right. Oh my you're goodness, we're getting welcome. better. <laughs> we got to do a Photoshop for next week's show of what Brandon would look like with a Corey beard. <laughs> Yo, what? Yeah, we got to do that AI. AI is taking over the world. We can maybe use Definitely AI to do see it, that. right? <laughs> um, look, uh, this is a fact, right? Fact. Um, he's the type of guy, right? You want your quarterback to be the first one in, the last one out, uh, to be super consistent. You know, I always say quarterbacks need to operate like CEOs, right? CEOs, you you learn how to manage up. You learn, you know how to manage down. Right, managing up, right, as a quarterback. Uh, well, say CEO, right? You got board, you got investors, people that you 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 know you have to you have to also connect with. Um, on a football field, right, you you have to be able to connect with your coaches, the head coach, even the owner, and 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 other partners. Um, and then also you got to be relatable in the locker room. It takes a special person to be able to do that. I think Kirk Cousins has all of that. You saw that last year, that moment that I talked about, Ashley. That's the team telling you that they love him and they love his approach and they, that he puts them in position to be successful. You have a big win and then, you know, on a plane, which is always one of the best moments uh, to me in sports, you know, when you're, you win a game and then you're on that bus ride to the plane, then you fly back. Like you have some of the coolest times. It's, it's better than being at booby trap and live. I would say that some, most of the time, but they put all the chains on them, right? They're celebrating him. Um, I know a lot of people don't like Kirk Cousins, right? They say he can't win the big one. Mm -hmm. You know, when we say the big one, we're talking about like primetime games or, you know, the, the season's on the line, head-to-head matchup. You're, you're going against Patrick Mahomes. You're going against Joe Burrow. Can you pull it off? Um, I think this is going to be a big year for him. I would pay him. And he's going to get paid. I wouldn't be surprised if he get paid this year, Ashley and Corey. Mm, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, next one, guys. So on a recent episode of Undefined uh, with Josina Anderson, mm. Cam Newton was asked if he felt his hairstyle was keeping him out of the NFL. And his answer was actually that, you know, it actually might have hindered it, right? So I want to ask you guys, fact or foolish, Cam Newton's hairstyle has hindered his chances of landing on a team? Um, I'll let Brandon go more into depth with this one because I feel like he can relate more to it. I'm going to say foolish. I think it's Cam Newton's just personality. And I, I've spoken about this before. I'm a big Cam Newton fan, always have been, so it doesn't bother me. But I think that teams were more tolerant of it when he was a starting quarterback, when he was a younger quarterback. Um, you know, the flashiness, the I'm back, the super Cam, you know, all the extra stuff that he does yep. that you either love or hate about Cam. Teams are more tolerant of that when they can get more productivity out of you. That's right. But now you're an aging quarterback. You haven't really shown that you could be a, still be a starting quarterback. You're a backup guy. Um, teams don't want to deal with that when you're a backup quarterback. Like They kind of just want you there in the background. If they need you, you're there. If not, they don't really hear from you. That's not Cam's personality. So yeah. I don't think it's his hair. I think it's him. 
and his personality. Right. But maybe I'm wrong. Brandon, I mean, No, no, I hair. mean, you, you said a lot there. Um, one of the things that stood out to me was um, your statement around when he's a back, if you're a backup quarterback, mm-hmm. Karen, I want you to just be there but not being front and center. Never forget when the Miami Dolphins uh, knew they were going to take a quarterback, a young quarterback, they said, well, your personality is not going to match um, – you know, the development of a young quarterback, mm-hmm. right? Like, or you, you may disrupt that, right? You're going to come in, you're, you're aggressive. I want the ball. Throw me the ball. Yo, yo, what are you seeing? Mm-hmm. They wanted Ryan Tannehill to just have a smooth, smooth uh, um, 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 transition into the NFL. And so it does matter, right? They look at personality. They look how they built their teams, the chemistry and continuity. And, and Cam Newton, the problem is – uh, if you have a younger quarterback, some of the quarterbacks that he named, and you're sitting on the sideline, you know, there's going. you may have the fans saying, Cam, Cam, Cam. You may have players saying, man, can we get that 2015 MVP Cam, right? So that puts pressure on that guy in front of you. I think it will take a secure coach uh, that has a secure and a dog at quarterback to, to be able to embrace Cam's personality. Uh, with the hair thing, well, I would say this, Ashley. I think that at this point of his career, look, man, Cam's a, a, a friend of the show. He's a friend. He supports me. He supports us. Um, I support him. And, and But, like, the reality, I just feel like, you know, and, and I'm not going to say if he can play or not play. It's just like the production hasn't <laughs> been there over the last couple of years. And now Cam has has been vocal about not being in the right situation and learning mm-hmm. a playbook in a few months and just not being in position to be successful. Um, with the hair thing, I think times have changed. They're embracing our culture. They're celebrating our culture. I think we had a breakthrough moment in 2020, right, in 2021. Um, but there is still a lot that exists there for sure. Um, in 2017... Right, that was towards the end of my career, <clears throat> and everybody knew I was going to get into television. Right, so FS1, uh, ESPN, and all these networks uh, start reaching out to my agent, and it was like, "Yo, we love Brandon. You know, we want to work with Brandon, but is he going to cut his hair?" Mm. And so my white agent came to me and shared that with me because he 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 had to know too because he had to put me in position. So the reason why I have dreads today. Is because of that situation. I was like, damn. Because I was actually, and this is crazy. So I was on uh, Inside the NFL for a very long time, right? I was an active athlete doing full-time broadcasting. I would actually take a little PJ on the day off on Tuesdays to New York from Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. And I had my, my TV look, boom, clean, clean, clean. And then towards the end, after like five, six years doing that, I was like, yo, I'm about to retire. Let me just focus here. I want, I was chasing the Super Bowl. I was trying to do some other things. And I was like, let me just focus on that and then just like kind of be free a little bit. So I started growing my hair. I had furrow, doing all kinds of stuff, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, all right, when I retire, I'll go back to my TV look. I already had my TV look. My TV look was going to be like this little shortcut with a little long part this way. That okay. was going to be my TV look, <laughs> straight up, right? And so <clears throat> I already had this in my head. And when when my agent said that, something just triggered for me. And I was like, fuck that. Like, uh-huh. I'm keeping my dreads. And so that's the reason why I have dreads now. And that's 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 the reason why I move the way I move a lot of times. Like, forget that. I'm not going to ESPN. I'm going on YouTube. 
right? Because we can have certain conversations that we can't have in other spaces. Wow. So, sorry, did I go too deep there? No, that was, no, that was, that was cool. No, it was. <coughs> all right, next one, guys. Seahawks wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba leads all rookies in receiving yards next season. Factor foolish. I don't. I don't even know who this is. <laughs> oh, this is no, college say, football. That had to remind you that that every day. Yeah, Seahawks. Seahawks rookie receiver now. Well, like, what do I always say, Ashley? He does not <laughs> watch college football. You gotta know he's a dog, though. <coughs> no, he, no, no disrespect. He had like a 300-yard receiving game in college one. No disrespect, you. I just don't watch college football, right? <laughs> we need to get a college football contributor, Corey, or yeah. maybe you're the college football. Maybe contributor. I'm your guy. Yeah. So you answer the question. I don't know. Do I think he leads all rookies in receiving? It's going to be between him or Zay Flowers. That's why I think this Ooh, was. I like yeah, Zay. yeah, I think this was a reasonable factor, foolish. I say. Mm, I want to say flowers. That's a good one. I want to say fact. I want to say fact. Only if Jackson Smith is able to, <coughs> to to maybe you know steal some reps from um who's their, the Seahawks slot receiver? What's the guy? Uh, Lock, Tyler Lockett. Lockett. You're not stealing any reps from Tyler Lockett. You're not stealing any reps from DK Metcalf. I know he isn't from DK, but you don't think? Ja I mean, because you don't Tyler, know who Jackson Smith. Tyler is. is the most. I played. That was my last cup of tea. Yeah, right. Yeah, my yeah. last stop. 2018. I played with Tyler Lockett. Uh -huh. Most underrated receiver in football. He is a dog. Might need to watch some Jackson Smith and Jigba highlights. Yeah, bro, but like it's but but yeah, you hey. I like Zay Flowers, right? Mm -hmm. Like I like I you know, I I don't watch college ball. I know the big names. Mm -hmm. Um Zay Flowers is a South South Florida young yeah, boy. Shout out Broward County. Right. Um so I'm familiar with him. <coughs> and then I like the situation. And remember when AJ Brown, that AJ Brown, Hollywood Brown mm -hmm. first got to the Baltimore Ravens. He lit it up. I think his first game was in Miami. Yeah, oh, 200 man. yards the first game. Yeah. Right? So, Lamar loves speed, right? You have OBJ on one side. Obviously, OBJ <laughs> still a dog. Dang, Ashley, go with some water. Go take a break. She <laughs> over here coughing up. Hacking. You got a right there. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Bye. All right. But uh, Lamar Jackson, he loves speed. OBJ on one side. Then you have a Zay that can do it all, run the whole route tree. But he's a deep threat as well. And so I, I think that um, without really knowing the field like that, I think Zay Flowers may have a better opportunity than, you know, what's the name? What's the kid's name? Jackson Smith Ninjigba. Okay, yeah. Yeah. No yeah. disrespect. No, right, right, right. No right, disrespect. Right. It's going to be a, a legitimate competition, honestly. Yeah. All right, next one. I mean, I know you said you're not too familiar with these rookie college guys, but I remember there was an episode you was watching his highlights, this next uh, player I'm about to mention. Okay. Falcons rookie running back. Uh, Bijan Robinson scores ten plus touchdowns next season. Factor foolish. I know you remember ten that guy. The guy from hard. Texas. Ten touchdowns is hard. Oh my goodness. Yeah, he's a dog. He's special. Oh, that's he and Hooker. Yeah, that's not him. not him. I'm gonna go fact here. I'm gonna go fact here. Yeah. He can do it both. Yeah, I'm gonna go fact here. He's special. He is. Yeah, I go fact. Yeah. No, he's legit. All right, last one. Last one. What do uh -oh. we say? Hold on. Say it. Starts. Start fast. Start fast, finish strong. There we go. go. Start fast, finish strong. Another amazing day on week. paper route. Another amazing week on paper route. BC, new added elements, right? The little graphic with the two box. Yeah, there go BC. This, <laughs> this camera right here, BC, control in the control room, controlling himself when he comes on. BC, remember statement and then you got to back it up okay we'll let you redeem yourself monday i got um, you i got it what, what do we I call this baby friday no friday junior friday junior, friday junior. we got a big weekend here ashley 
get some rest because F1 is going to be a huge oh. party. Mm-hmm. I got invited to an ASAP Rocky party tonight. You want to go? Gonna, are you going to oh. fight Rihanna? I mean, fight him for Rihanna? ASAP Rocky, ASAP Ferg. So which one is she married to? ASAP Rocky. Rocky. ASAP Rocky. They're not married. They have two, or they're expecting another baby, but they're yeah, together. No, 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 no. I know. <laughs> what you talking about? <laughs> Let that happen. What, just saying. What, what, what are you excited about this weekend, F1? I'm not really that excited about F1. I'm excited about game three, Saturday, Miami Heat, New York Knicks. <laughs> this girl. <laughs> Who you got winning? F1? I'm gonna have to watch. I'm gonna have to find a time to watch these games because you ain't you ain't cooking me next week. <laughs> I promise you that. You familiar? I'm coming with some prepared of... next week. I'm telling you. Okay. You familiar with some of the people in the, in the F1 and like in the? No, nope. you've been Lewis Hamilton. Before, right? That's it. Is nah. he? Is he doing it this year? Yeah. What you mean? Oh, okay, I'm just asking. You don't know nothing. See, you don't know F1. No, I do. Oh, what does he race for? I... What does he race for? Actually, yeah. let's, get, let's debate. Let's oh, debate that. I just said What's he F1? asked me who he raced for. But isn't there like another brand that they normally tie to? There's a few. There's. I mean, it's Mercedes. It's Mercedes AMG. There's also Red Bull. Um, okay, so that is theirs. Okay, okay. Aston Martin's one. Mm-hmm. Ferrari. Aston Martin. Aston. Aston Martin. Aston Martin. Yeah. Is that a Italian brand? No, I believe it's British. Do that. Do that thing you do. What do I do? <laughs> what do I do? Italian. Italiano. Go ahead. No, I'm Tell not going to. Sp- we have another factor foolish we have to get to. All right, go, go, we go. Do, we do. <laughs> in the show, but you got to do it in Italian. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. All right, last one. USC quarterback Caleb Williams becomes the second player in history to win back-to-back Heismans. As of right now, there's only been one person to do it, like I mentioned, and that was running back Archie Griffin, who won the award in 74 and in 75 at Ohio State. So, factor foolish, Caleb Williams, second player in history, Fact. back-to-back. Ooh. I do know him. I like him. And I like what he has. I like how UCF is getting back on track. USC. I say USC, USC excuse me. He said back. UCF. Not, right? Yeah, UCF. 40 and slip. UCF, march on to the field with our spirit. We'll never get. Look, Bianca, go to the studio. Go to the production room. Bianca, she's, she's a UCF. probably in there singing along. Yeah, go ahead, BC. <laughs> Put Bianca up there. A UCF alone. UCF, march on to the field with our spirit. We'll never hear <laughs> it. Go. V-A-R cry. V-S-E-T-O-R-I. Tonight our nights will shine. Nice. Look at the school pride there. Nights. Wow. You don't know your fight song? Wow. Um, Let's I see do. if y'all real. What's your fight song? I don't it's know what my fight song is. But let's Notre Dame's fight song. I was like, yeah, song. I hope, hope you don't look at me because I don't know it either. You don't know your fight song? Then y'all have to I know. Then y'all go in front of the people and sing it every time? We did. We did. How what do you not it? know a part give of it? Give us a little bit. Give us a little bit. Yo, don't do this to me because like, yeah, I'm bit. not even going to look like an Irishman right now. Just give us a little bit, bro. That's all I got, bro. Oh. <laughs> you don't know even I, I de- one sentence? I know. I wish I could, man. But, like, yeah. Like, you know, Notre Dame was a great place and all. But I'm going to look it that up. That was the first thing you had to do. I was like, yo, you as a as a freshman, you had to learn that. Yeah, no, nah, they weren't. They weren't. like. And uh, I chopped ours us. up. I got to. I got Bianca. We got to. But there uh, was this, there was like this pre, there was like this pre-kickoff song that they always used to play. It was like this lady singing this song. I'm not going to sing it because that sounds crazy. I even know the Florida But it's just like, here come the Irish Notre Dame. Like, they were singing. It was like like this nice song that they played at the beginning of each game the, that, uh, that gave me chills i love that the uh the gators i used to love that's where i really wanted to go to school i wanted to be a gator i grew up um because of this kid named eric ross um when i first moved to florida we shared a backfield the guy I grew up playing running back and so um 
he was the first person and we were freaking in like fifth grade he was the first that was the first time i ever heard of a kid talking about where they wanted to go to college mm. he was like yeah i want to go to florida i want to go to florida and because of his love for the gators i fell in love with the gators and so we used to go to some of the games man it used to be like one bit two bits three bits a dollar all uh-huh. florida fans stand up and holler oh that's crazy <laughs> okay. Well, listen, I have the lyrics here. Good. I'm going to say a line and see if you can do the next line. All right. I don't easy. think he can. Damn. Okay. Let's bet it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's bet it. He's like, I got a gambling problem. I bet that Corey don't know the next line. Yo, okay. I hope I do. Dang. Rally Sons of Notre Dame. Rally Sons. <laughs> 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 that ain't sparked no memories at all. <laughs> That ain't sparked no memories. Oh my god. It doesn't spark. Okay, hold on. I'll do the next slide. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh I'll do goodness. the next line. Yeah. Oh my god. Rally my... Sons of Notre Dame sing her glory mm. and sound her fame. Oh my goodness. Yeah, no, that wasn't something we must have sang that. Rage. <laughs> what, was that what was that? What that what was that, that you searched up? This that was is a fight, their fight song? song. Nah, we did something else at the end of the Notre day. Dame. Bro, you're terrible, bro. The Notre Dame Victory March. It says, rally sons of Notre Dame, sing her, sing her glory, sound her fame, raise her golden blue, and cheer with voices true. Rah, nah. rah, Notre Dame, we will fight every nah, game. Nah, nah. Yeah, we definitely didn't say that. I would have recognized what we were saying. It wasn't that. It was some, it's something else. It's something else that we said to like our Corey, band. Corey, it's okay. And our, yeah, yeah you go ahead. I know. Oh my I God. Okay. That's All right. That, that was bad. Thank you, guys. Hold on real quick, guys. We got one more surprise for you. We got that? another surprise. Uh-oh. We got another element that we're adding to paper. Oh my room? god, I'm scared. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> oh. oh man, we got the scene. Stop it! We got oh. the scene. You might have to point yourself out. I already was on there. Oh, for real? The oh, can we rewind it? Rewind it. This is Ashley. Oh my debut god! On the big screen. Do it again. Oh my goodness, this is awesome. All at the beginning. Right here. Oh! <laughs> what was the name of the movie again? So it was August Rush. Oh my God, I was a baby. Oh man. Oh! Wow. I'm gonna go watch the movie. That's so funny. Yeah, I was like 12 movie. or 13 here. Were you speaking Italian then? No. BC, uh, <laughs> you can come oh to us now. Oh my gosh. Go Oh, what a time. What a time. Well, you should get back in the movies. Ciao, bello. Monte bello. Ciao, arrivederci. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that was so cute. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.